The Leave Review Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members, and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 360 of Live Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, otherwise known as Colin Ford, Chief Archivist of Live Station. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Ben Mosswoodwood, otherwise known as Air Commander Edler Weiss. Hey, how you doing, Colin? Fine. Thanks for asking. We also have our staff liaison officer, Commander Sykett. Hello. Hello. And we also have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. Are we going full circle this episode? <sighs> Why did you have to take that joke? I was going to take that joke, but never mind. Um, if you wish. Are we going full circle so you can say it again? If you wish, you can join us live. Whereabouts are you hanging out, Ben? I'm currently trying to get back to Lave. Um, yeah. I'm bumping into stars that say they want to give me a fuel scoop, and then I fly through their jet cone boost, and they say, no, we're not giving you a fuel scoop. Oh, dear. Are you getting, yeah. are you getting in trouble? Uh, I'm getting a bit melty. Oh, all right. We also have the Chris Mark Four. I think he's already there. But if you can't get to us in-game, uh, you can also join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, click on the live chat or go to twitch.tv slash laveradio, or you can check Live Radio on YouTube, or you could even check us out on Facebook, if it's still working. <coughs> so, let's go around the crew, see what they've been up to for the last week or so. So, we'll start with Commander Psychic. Welcome back! Hi, been... I'm off next week as well. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Fleeting was... visit and then I'm buggering back off again. Yeah, I was about to say, you were missed, but we can reload. Don't so... catch me first. I'm like an absolute dodge machine. That's a lie. I can barely move. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to then for the last... Oh, gosh. God, um, how long? Playing video games, doing lots of escape rooms. Like... 
a, a, a nonsense amount of escape rooms to the extent that we're doing we're doing two more this weekend. Um, I, I, I'm just I really like puzzles, and um, it's it's scratched a bit of an itch. We we're not too far away from Cardiff where we where we live, and Cardiff has got four different escape room places, all with six different escape rooms. So we're currently just working our way through them. But um, yeah, that, that's predominantly it also playing video games and stuff and being told that by Ben that he thought that I was a lot younger than I actually am which I'm I'm taking all the way to the bank I've made a TikTok I'm living the <laughs> you made a TikTok about the fact that your crewmate no no no, no. I, made a, I made a TikTok account because I am one of the youth <laughs> Yeah, if if it's like it being the youth of today, she's made a TikTok. Exactly, I am one of those. What what's younger than a millennial? That can be me. I can be that one now. You're Gen Z then. Sure, sure. Let's pretend that that's the case. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's it. We should we should change your um uh, change your job title to youth counselor or. Oh, or God. youth voice of youth. youth oh my youth God! Worker, youth worker. Oh my God! Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, first time someone mentioned TikTok to me, I thought they were little mints you got in little packets. No, those are Tic Tacs. I know. <laughs> oh dear! And uh, after a lying start as usual, um, Shan, you got quite a lot on your plate this time. I have. Uh, I'll start off with stuff I've been doing in-game. Um, in my command in Colonia, I have been trying to work out an easy way of finding bacterial colonies on the uh, uh, on the planet's surface. Back yeah, in they, the, they can be, be a bit of a fun. Yeah. Back in the bubble, I've been doing wing assassination missions and pulling my hair out of frustration at the uh, interdiction bug. Yeah. Um, I'm on the point of giving up on those because it's a bit of a lottery. Uh, in real life, um, yes, we went to see the uh, the new Bond film on Saturday, which um, which youngest Mini Shan is in. So he's in the new Bond film. He's in the new Bond film. Does he die? I have seen the new Bond film. What is he in it? He is um, he is part of the uh, household cavalry section in the film. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, and so, thought, there's, there's, so he's just in, in, in the background being a horsey guy. Yeah, there's also, there's also in the uh, make in the UK Armed Forces contribution to the new Bond film YouTube mm-hmm. video that's out. There's an okay. even clearer, even clearer view of him. So he tried to blag his way into the cinema, quite rightly, <laughs> by saying, "Look, Daniel Craig said I could go and see the film for free, but of course he had Don't no evidence." Know who I am. Yeah, that kind of thing. So he said, "Don't try it." But anyway, and um, the uh, test subject gamma um, testing is. Almost complete. So uh, this week's tests are uh, lap fungus avoidance testing, uh, social media inoculation, water familiarization tests, wilderness survival, total recall, houseplant aversion therapy, and bag certification. So these are all the uh, the tests that uh, test subject Gamma has been um, attending this week. Lovely. So yeah, he's passed them all. I mean, the the ones he's uh, he was a bit marginal on uh, water familiarization, but I had to um, I, I had to turn. Is that another to... way of saying you threw him in the river and see if he drowns? No, 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 no. Because no. the, the the make of cat we've got, um, 
Well, they are, mate. <laughs> they could... What a breed. <laughs> it's like you, you basically have got an animal, not a car. You can't really call it a breed because it's... Uh, make is oh, okay, it's a mutant. Anyway, the, the make of car, cat we've got. Um... <laughs> the make of car cat. Yes. Call <laughs> like says cat GTI. <laughs> yeah. You just anyway, you just get confused by driving along too fast because you're going meow. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, he nearly failed lap fungus avoidance, but that was um. What What may I ask is lap fungus avoidance? Well, apparently the um the slang name for a cat that just sits on your lap and doesn't do anything, it's called a lap fungus. Okay. Because it just sits there and doesn't anything. So this test was to make sure the cat wasn't a lap fungus. So we, we sort of positioned him on our laps and saw how long he stayed on there. Um, social media inoculation was, um, I put on one of these cat TV YouTube videos, you know, with little mice and squirrels running around mm-hmm. on screen. Um, so he had to, um, well, had to uh, sit and watch the television without responding to the images on, on YouTube, thus avoiding social media, which we all did this week, thankfully. Uh, wilderness, uh, wilderness survival is we put a harness on him in the lead and we tried to take, t- take it out for a walk to see how it did outside uh, Total Recall, we are teaching it to come back with its name uh, Houseplant, we're teaching how it How are you to... working it with it coming to come back with its name if you haven't named it yet? Well, we, 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 we have an internal name for it at the moment Well, isn't that just going to confuse the poor bugger? You know, you go off and call it Bob just now, and then you're no, like, no, no, right, no. "Congratulations, cat! You've no, you you've didn't. you've passed. We're now you've now upgraded from a Bob to a Rod- Robert." Well, you just teach it again. It doesn't matter. They can't remember too long, can they? Just teach it again. Uh, no, cats can remember years. Well, we'll find out, won't we? That's another test it can do. And uh, really, how's... this? Is, yeah, yeah. It's just you. It's, it's it's a make of cat again, isn't it? Yeah, well, the reason why we got this makeup cat was it, it's a Bengal. It, it's a Bengal cat, by the way, if someone's asked. So the, the reason why we got the Bengal cat is is it's quite like a dog, uh, or particularly border collie, which we've got two obs. So the idea, if we have two very energetic dogs, throw in an energetic cat, and they'll wear itself out with like a Tom and Jerry thing. And um, what it's also you do, don't leave any rakes lying around in the back garden. <laughs> and um yeah so it's also got hypoallergenic fur so there's a couple of friends of ours who may have cat allergies so if we thought we've got a hypoallergenic what, you rubbing, rubbing the cat in the in their faces and seeing if they sneeze well actually you say that um i, I was very proud of eldest eldest mini shan because mm. we wasn't sure whether his girlfriend was allergic to this makeup cat um so that they came with us when when we picked it up and there wasn't really enough time to see whether she was allergic or not so he um he picked a cat up and uh, rubbed it on the neck to see whether it uh, had an impact whether she came out all blotchy or not yeah yeah so yes that's 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 where we are i'm pretty sure it'll have it'll have a name next week um just got a few more uh, administration things to uh, acceptance testing and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, well, then it's being emasculated on the twenty fifth. So, and um, it, 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 in our contract of ownership, we have to have it um, emasculated before the fourth of November. So, 
Right. Well, uh, what happens no on doubt. The 4th of November? Sorry? What happens on the 4th of November? Does he turn nothing, into a No, no, no. Well, no, it's just that when we brought the cat, we had a, a contract with the, with, with the breeder that says oh. we're not allowed to, to breed the cat or, and we have to have it um, done by a certain date. I think the, the concern is, is they don't want thousands of unwanted kittens. And they don't around. want anyone breaking their monopoly. Well, they're not monopoly. It's plenty of people who breed them. It's just a question of, um, you know, they can uh, apparently a, a male cat can produce, oh, yeah. have it have like produced uh, twenty five kittens a month. Or something like that. Ran, Randy Bugger, if you've got enough cats around, yeah. So around. yeah, so it, well, and also it helps their temperament as well. So yeah, we we, we shall see. Um, we shall see what effect it has. But I, I got told off by Mrs. Shan earlier because apparently I'm feeding it too much. You're not feeding it lasagna, are you? No, 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 no. We feed it wet food with some hypoallergenic cat food as well. Um, but uh, so maybe I should add a um, starvation test or something for next week. All of a sudden, I've got tons and tons of jokes about Mrs. Slocum and her cat just <laughs> running through my head now. And out of good taste, I'm not going to say any of them. Oh, but is Mrs. Slocum's pussy on a leash? Oh, there we go. Trust Ben. Well, it has actually been out on the leash. Actually, it is. <laughs> what, Mrs. Slocum's? Oh, dear. You've broken oh. Ben already now. <laughs> I do apologise. I shouldn't have put that idea in his head. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, well, we'll move on to Ben, if that's okay. <sighs> yeah, my, my, my weekend is... Well, my, my week, in fact, has been relatively unexciting in that, apart from, you know, like Shan, I did go and see Bond, although my children were not in it. Um, I enjoyed it. Not really going to say anything more because of spoilers. Um, I think it's, it's a suitable send-off, though, to Daniel Craig and things like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a good one. I enjoyed it. Um, I think that's really about as exciting as it goes. Other than that, I've been just the usual stuff with usual life and families and Work and oh yeah, work, work is work. Yeah, uh, yeah. No one cares about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Well, let's see. Just quickly for myself. Um, in game, I've done quite a few um, missions in the Orange Sidewinder Odyssey missions, just running around, uh, having fun, and then I got into the Adder and stopped having fun. Uh, <laughs> um, I've. Uh, had a little bit of an issue out uh, on my trip to Colonia because for some reason my clipper now lands 100 meter high higher than it should so um basically lining up the SRV to to board the ship again afterwards is a bit of a challenge i think i've got the hang of it but like having the interdiction take things fixed i want that fixed as well um why is it so hard for an SRV in an adder it's not in a, it's in a clipper. Same question. Why is it so hard for an SRV in a clipper? Because you've got to line up a, the um, with the the landing bay when the landing bay is still a hundred meters above you. It had, the, the ship hasn't landed on the ground, Shan. There's a bug which means that it's landed a hundred meters above you. So I've got to drive and then around where I approximately think it is. And then look up in the SRV and then shift back a bit, forward a bit, back a bit, forward a bit, until the little blue light turns up to say I can board. It's a lot more difficult than you think. I think you need a speed docking contest. 
Well, in the next column to Colonia, there I will be showing off the problem that I've got with it. So that'll be on Thursday night. So everyone can can laugh at the rest of the stuff. Uh, apart from that, I haven't seen Bond. However, I did go karting, and I I did learn one very important fact: Thanks, never. Ash. No, well, that does help, but never have a big meal about quarter of an hour before you go karting, because basically your chances are your stomach won't hold it. So, uh, yeah, uh, that was it. It was <laughs> it was an interesting little trip. Uh, and uh, I, yeah. I always wanted the little um, Ben Hur blades or something on go karts. <laughs> on go karts. Oh, to tell you the truth, there was a couple of people there. I wish I had Ben. I wish I had those uh, Ben Hur blades because go, they would go kart in Mad Max style. Oh yeah, you, you know the kind of people that you, it's supposed to be non-contact, but um, in order to get past you, they'll just nudge oh, you no. into the barrier. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, although uh, the the other thing is, we might have to have um, new bathroom updates, as it mm-hmm. looks as if we might be getting a new bathroom. <clears throat> mm. So that that might that might um, we might have to resurrect that, which I'm not looking forward to. Can we design it for you? A bit like no, 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 no. I have I've already I've already been involved in the designing stage, and oh, that's a shame. We could do like changing rooms. I think uh, Ben, me, and Psychic would be excellent bathroom designers. Don't you think, Ben? I have to admit, our bathroom that we we got re- redone over the summer was has worked out very nicely. Has right. he got mirrors on the ceiling, Ben? No, but it's got lights in the ceiling. Um, and it's got a P-shaped bath, which was something I never even knew existed. I discovered something very unusual about American bathrooms a couple of weeks ago, is they actually have power sockets in their bathrooms. And Americans are very confused when they come to British bathrooms that we don't. Well, because uh, we, we don't want to electrocute ourselves. That does... that. Uh, if we have got any American listeners, um, we would like to know... Why you're comfortable with uh, electric sockets in the bathroom? Um, for some reason, I'm quite sure. I'm quite sure just to satisfy people's curiosity. Are they standard electric sockets? We've got shaver yes, sockets. That's about it. I had a um, a friend of mine message me. A friend of um, American friend of mine messaged me, incredulous that um, some UK houses have separate hot and cold taps. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that absolutely incredulous. I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's not uncommon to have shaver sockets in your bathroom, um, and but they're specially, you know, they're special sockets for the bathroom. Um, uh, you get the feeling that there's not really yeah. much happening this week, don't you? Well, Matt has got a good point. So <laughs> yes, America is only 110 volts, not 240. Is it the ampage and frequency as well? Isn't the frequency? Yeah, everything's everything's a bit different in America. I thought the frequency for UK sockets is especially designed to stop the heart or something, isn't it? <laughs> uh, just spoils the surprise of making toast in the bath, doesn't it? <laughs> anyway, right, shall we can move? Just, can I just before we move on? Oh, okay. okay. So remember Back to the Future Two. Right? Didn't he? Kill Biff or something like that with a TV in the bath, or didn't something happen to somebody with a TV in the bath? And obviously that would be in America. I don't. I remember. I remember him being with Biff in the bath. 
But I don't remember what happened to him. <laughs> I'm sure I remember something. It, like in the casino thing that Biff has in in the bad parts of. But he the... was in the room, wasn't he? He was in, yeah. he was in his bath watching Clint Eastwood in a western, which is where Marty McFly got the idea in the third film. Mm. Right. Okay. I wish. Yeah, I I'm had... sure there's something with a uh, with. Uh, but I'm just thinking if if it's only 110 volts, that won't kill you. How did he do damage to Biff, or did he? And this is what I can't the, remember. Because the plot said so. Possibly. Yeah, you know how you sometimes have plot armor, or sometimes got, you've got, got plot, plot vulnerabilities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apparently, Ben. Sorry, Wiki says just before Marty and Doc return with Jennifer, Biff returns to 2015 and gets out of the DeLorean, and then suddenly has a heart attack, causing the toffee's cane to break off and fall inside the car. So I don't think Mer- Marty murdered Biff Tannen. Was something with a TV and the bath and things like that? I'm sure there was. I'm gonna to have to rewatch Back to the Future Two. Basically, that's the only that's the only solution. Okay, and welcome to the Live Radio Back to the Future podcast. Um, we'll, we'll be back to we'll be back with you uh, as soon as we come forward. Oh, Size noses out of joint by my my, my calling uh, test subject Gamma a makeup cat. <laughs> Why don't you just call it Tesla so you don't get too confused? That's true. That's no, a really good point. No, no, cars have marks, not makes. I literally do not give a shit about cars. Cats have breeds, not makes. <laughs> yeah, but makes is makes is funny. Eh? Come on, makes makes made made you laugh, so it was worth it, wasn't it? It wasn't right. saying make. It was just how stupid it was. <laughs> Ah, right, break this up, break this up. Let's, okay, we're moving past the cat car problem. Oh, is, that, is that the new thing from Michael Knight? What? Cat car. A car was K-A-R-R, wasn't it? <laughs> car was Kit. No, Kit and car. Kit, yeah, car, car was, was the evil one. Yeah, car was the first type of Kit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, oh, Colin, you went there. <laughs> it's almost as bad as when you had the, that wonderful... <laughs> that wonderful dual purpose food, kid e cat. E cat oh. food you could also feed to your kids. I think it was just because it tastes so good. Can you get that? <laughs> it's a, it, eat, it was an 80s thing. Did you not eat cat food when you were a child? I, I didn't. Oh. Mind you, I was in Glasgow, so, so I'm not quite sure what was in some of that mince sometimes. Uh, yeah, but you, <laughs> <laughs> it was, what, what, what was in that Chinese mince pie? <laughs> what are the local Chinese serve? <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, we shall return to the universe of Elite, and we apologise for taking Thomas the Tank Engine to Tangent Town. Um, <laughs> One last thing, Colin, I'm sorry. Um, oh, oh, no. said, if for those who are wondering, car apparently stood for Night Automated Roving Robot. And I don't give a damn. So uh, <laughs> You will when you win the pub quiz with that answer. <laughs> Right. Well, let's see what the developers have been saying this week. Well, on Thursday, we had the UI developer stream. Now, this was the first um, stream where they actually had some developers on. And it was, right, and I apologize in advance to this. We've got Agothio Vicchetti, lead UI project manager. <laughs> we'll just let Psyche just die at my attempt. And that the other one was Geronimo. Sorry. That was amazing. 
Yeah, if there's if there's one way, it's nice to know that I can murder more than one language. Was that a language? <laughs> no. It was my tongue getting twisted, but <laughs> um, now he was the lead UI project uh, developer for the last five years. He's a PC player with over twelve hundred hours or in the game himself. We also had Jerome. Uh, Geronimo. <laughs> He's not a dead alpaca. Not a dead and innocent alpaca. Uh, principal UI designer for, for FDev and lead UI de- designer for Elite. Dangerous to, since 2017. And he plays on the console. Now, uh, they touched on a lot of the the UI that uh, uh, came with Odyssey. The starport services, the shipyard, outfitting the mission board and the maps. Uh, were, were were touched upon. Did it give you any insights into into how they got to the the design that they did? I will say that I can understand where they say they were coming from. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I mean, one of the things we'll 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 pick up on this more in the main topic. I think. Uh, uh, okay, so being being nice. Um, I'm sure they designed everything with the best of intentions following guidelines that they thought made a lot of sense. I find it very interesting that they all... Essentially, it sounds like they came into the project about 2017. Mm -hmm. Well, no, no. um, (laughs) The lead UI guy's been there for more than 2017. He, He said he was there right from the very beginning. Oh, well, sorry, he became lead UI guy yeah. in 2017 then. Yeah, Gothi has been... Yeah. Yeah, from the, the beginning. Um, Who? Sorry, Colin? Okay, haha. Again, you know, he's you know, he's been promoted up the ranks, and that that's great, and I'm all for that. That You know, promoting internally makes a lot of sense. Mm. But I... It does not explain why they... Why it feels like they still had to relearn the same lessons that Frontier had to learn in 2014 and things like that. If they, had this, if they had this experience coming up through the ranks, why did they make the same mistakes and they didn't cover that? Which is why I feel that they came in either with some new ideas that they missed that part or whatever. But it was, a good, it was an interesting stream, and I, I'm sure they did everything with the best of intentions. Right. Okay. Uh, well... Moving on from there, obviously on Friday we had the Commander Creations, uh, and also uh, today we had Zach and uh, Evil Garrido himself, uh, Bruce, uh, turn up with the latest issues list. Now, um, this was actually quite, I found this quite interesting, actually. Uh, looking at the the issues in question, I mean, do you feel that they've got them right? In the moment, do you think these are the ones that they should be focusing on? That's not all that they're focusing on, though, is there? This is a list of the top twenty as voted by the um, by people who are uh, calling up the issues. There's more things that they're working on. They they've said that continually. Yeah. I'm more interested in knowing what they're not working on. Well, how long have you got? There's so many issues that have been raised. They can't possibly be working on all of them. Well, yes, but it's it's the um, it's what's omitted from the list. Is what I'd be interested to know. But it's a list of the top twenty. You could just uh, go to the issue tracker and have a look at everything that that's being reported. Yeah, but and it the... was omitted from the list. Well, yeah, Frontier learned the lesson from that after being bitten on the arse, uh, and people were like, "Hang on, why is your top twenty list, list different from ours?" 
they've they've resolved that issue, Shan. So how do they change can... the mechanics by which that? No, you could you could generate and get the same list. They've told us how exactly how they did it and what things they're sorting on and and locking onto. So this is the top twenty issues list. Yeah, I think I think we'll make that next week's main topic. Oh, fair enough. I mean, I'm I'm just looking through the list at the moment, and yet again, uh, it it just seems that there's there's a couple of items there that mm, it does feel that you know they they should be if it, if it was up to me and I was doing a this is more important than uh, this thing really needs to go in before the other. Yeah, I'd I'd have that in a little bit different, but I guess it's the it's the votes, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, this is totally the votes and what they're doing. That doesn't yeah. it doesn't necessarily indicate of a what what the oh. team are working on as priority. It's just literally what yeah. pe- what um the people who are voting on the issue trackers believe to be the the things that are the priority, which doesn't isn't always necessarily the best, the, the most do. accurate representation. Yeah, uh, there are things that have been marked as fixed for update eight, which I think is quite useful. Uh, the DAF hopes not spawning materials. They claim they they claim that's going to be fixed in update eight. Um, the interdiction progress bars not visible will be fixed in update eight, if not before Shan. So, fingers crossed for that. Uh, they've also said that the NPC fighter kills and conflict zones count as progression. That one's been fixed. And I'm not quite so sure about this one. It says thermal conduct too strong and wrong damage increase. Is that one of the um, the engineer options on weapons? It is, yeah. Thermal conduit, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because they fixed the the massive quatillion bug damage bug, that which was uh, super fun. Well, I know it, it does feel like sometimes you do need a one shot weapon. <laughs> it's just I think there should be some consequences to having a one shot weapon that's that's phenomenal. Um but <laughs> I must admit it was quite funny to see all the griefers suddenly go, I can kill people with one shot and then they suddenly realise, oh that means that they can kill me in one shot. <laughs> uh yes. I'm I'm diverse, diverging. Um, just, can I just interrupt very, very quickly? Go on. And um just say thanks for the ray dp it's good to see you welcome on in everybody uh oh wow yes we have a lot of people turn up hi welcome welcome to live radio you can listen to us and we'll ignore you <laughs> true facts it's, it's interesting <laughs> also shan's here just pre-warning i am been good um it's interesting on the list i think we've got a day haven't we for update eight yeah, they say that they're planning uh, to do an update on the week beginning the 18th of October, uh, which I think is great. I mean, I did ask uh, in the in the chat. They sort of I said I asked whether or not they, is this means that we have a monthly update uh, happening from now on, and the answer was um, no. It's just that we've been lucky enough that we've been able to get the updates ready one per month so far. So I'm just looking at the list sorry, that says investigating and planned release in update eight. Mm-hmm. So I was just sort of hoping they investigate pretty quickly to get it into update eight. Uh, which one was that? Well, there's loads of them. Oh, right. Yes, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's, there's one, two, th- uh, well, there's one that's definitely in progress. Uh, but there's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, 
Uh, yeah, there's five. They're still investigating for update eight, and and since it's a couple of weeks away, then you know I think that's that's a reasonable timescale. So right, it also says planned release, so they've got wiggle room to make it for update eleven or whatever. Eight? No, what they mean is planned release. It's like last time they they put the release back a week because a bug yeah. uh, caused a problem. Yeah, you know, the eighteenth. Yes, it's it. the week beginning the eighteenth, and even that is only penciled in. Yeah. I'm surprised. Was anybody what? else surprised that it was the 18th of October for update eight? Um, I, I was expecting it sort of like mid-November or something, like well, at was, the earliest. I was actually, I, I was hoping that they'd do this. Um, I had a sneaking suspicion that they've got uh, a, uh, they've got this kind of sprint planning where they go, right, okay, f- try and fix as much as we can in this sprint do a test for a week and then put it out for a month. So you get kind of three weeks to to hammer bugs and, and do yeah. optimizations and put the new stuff in. And then... Yeah, it's fairly obvious test. that their they're sp- sprint is about a month long. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I think if they can keep this up for another couple of updates, then I, I think we'll be, we'll be in a happy place in a couple of months. Find that happy spot, Colin. Yes. Just find that happy spot. Um, now, on Thursday, uh, they announced the... Is this going to be what we think is going to happen on Thursday? Because they said they weren't sure what Thursday was going to be. Well, they said... They confirmed it today. Yeah. Okay. And so, stream, they also said who's coming. Ah, so who they hope is coming. They hope that Crispy Tater Tot, Commander Beetlejuice, and Commander Wotherspoon will be joining them for a lore tour of the Azimuth saga. Fingers crossed. I think that should be good, and it's well deserved that Garnet News Digest gets to go in there and oh, and have a yes. play. And Crispy yes. Tater Tot's awesome as well. So is yeah. Wotherspoon going to do it in character? Do you know? No, he's not spoken to us. We could ask him. He's, he may or may not be listening. Um, he he, he plays a character. I thought he was always like that. Don't we all play caricatures of ourselves? <laughs> he can become the Thug yeah. the Mighty. <laughs> well, he can do. Yeah, Tharg the Mighty, yes. Um, okay, well, looking at what has been happening uh, in the ga- in-game events this week, uh, we've had um, an investigation into uh, the glass- galactic mysteries of the Joker's Deck, which is the, uh, uh, the gambling organization where 30 billion credits were lost. Um, and then on Thursday, there was a... <laughs> I, I must admit, I didn't see this one coming. The Yuri Gong. Uh, last week we were discussing the uh, uh, the conference between uh, the Federation and Yuri, uh, Yuri Grom, uh, and it turned out it it was a good old Admiral Akbar trap. Um, a black ops team swooped in and tried to uh, kidnap the former federal admiral, uh, but he managed to get away, and um, it's caused an entire civil war. <laughs> well, it's not really a civil war, um, and it's got that's caused a lot of uh, that's caused a lot of fallout, which we'll be touching on later. Um, San Kruger, of course, uh, received its exploration data, and now everybody can get a ten percent off items for the uh, for the orca, the dolphin, and the beluga. And um, yeah, there's also um, 
luxury cabins that I've got a 10% discount on as well. So uh, if you want to go for your passenger missions, now's the time to do it. Uh, on Friday the 1st, um, Torval lost control of uh, Mastolopos Mining, which is um, she got bought, uh, the the power play leader got bought out of her own mining company and uh, basically um, is now elsewhere. Uh, on this Monday, the federal ambassador has actually condemned the federal president for the entrapment of Yuri Grom, uh, saying that now when everybody says guarantees diplomatic immunity, it means that they don't believe you. And finally, we had an undercover report on the aforementioned Joker's Deck gambling organization where the, the reporter has gone missing. Um, guys, did you think we had another opportunity here to actually upset power play? <laughs> and uh, has that I been was lost? Hoping would. Yeah, I was kind of hoping they're off in, personally. I was hoping they'd get rid of, they'd have an upset in power play that, that gave players the opportunity to have a new power or vote on new power. Because when Grom came along, mm-hmm. there was this whole kind of player influence exercise as to who would the next power play power be. And it's been a while. So, yeah, I kind of wanted him to get off by it, although it would be the most stupidest way to get killed, to be fair. It's kind of, you know, you just. But anyways, if I was Grom, I wouldn't have gone. I'd have thought, no, nah, that's way too sus. Yeah, but apparently that was the beginning of the conference. The conference was going incredibly well. There was an awful lot of uh, uh, the, the diplomats were saying that, yes, it was. Um, uh, they were making significant progress. And then Hudson sent in the, the Black Ops guys to kidnap him, which uh, that kind of spoils the party, really. Um, looking at the way the... Um, uh, the community goal is going at the moment. Uh, although the Federation has passed the first tier and is almost at the second, uh, I think the anti-Federation f- uh, faction, the ones helping Yuri Grom escape, I think they, they're they outperforming the Federation by um, two to one, or, or at least three to one now. I'm surprised so- that the Fed's even made the first tier. Well, never. You see, that's the thing. Never underestimate the feds for actually. Um, they do have an awful lot of uh, support, but uh, <laughs> didn't seem to help them in this one. Uh, I think everybody who is not Federation decided to support Mister uh, to support Old Yuri. Is that because uh, Brom has the better weapon? Well, actually, no. Because when you look at the two weapons that were available for the reward. They, they seemed very, very balanced, as far as I, I thought so. Um, Yuri Gom, you get um, double-engineered missiles, and uh, for the Federation, you get double-engineered multi-cannons. The multi-cannons, I don't think are that great. I'd rather have the double-engineered dumpires, personally. Mm. I mean, to, to me, I'd never use either of them anyway, but, uh, yeah. I, I, I think this one was... Um, it's planned out a lot more balanced, but uh, yeah, <laughs> as, as they say in, in the um, as they say in the loose screws podcast, the Fednecks are getting their 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 butts kicked. So I was I was a little bit I don't know with the um, with the today's the con- the concept art for the Joker's deck is absolutely brilliant. I, I love the uh, the concept art on the on the article. 
or oh, right. the, the Joker thing. However, it may it makes me kind of think, well, you've got all these people walking around in there, but not me. And it's like, what do I need to do to get to this casino kind of thing? Is it, well, do you have 30 billion? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Yeah. Why aren't you there, Shan? You should be there as the lead radio representative and well, losing all your money. Well, maybe I'm suddenly 30 billion credits richer today. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it's great. I, I love concept art. I, you know, I, I think that's one of my things I really enjoy. It, but it, it did give me a slight twinge to think, well, it would have meant more as a story if it had been in game and we could gamble and do what we want in the casino and all of a sudden this happens. We'd feel a lot more involved in the story if it was our credits or what was our credits that had gone missing. <laughs> so what you're saying is that due to the Joker's deck, um, everybody loses 10% of their credits. Well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Can you just imagine the salt? <laughs> yeah, but be, you'd be motivated to find out who did it, wouldn't you? And then... If you do, if people found out who did it and did the CG, you got your money back. That is that is quite good. That is quite good. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> it's that Does anyone else time. feel that the, oh, the Joker's the Joker's deck is being set up as the start of the next phase? Haven't we just? Didn't they just start phase? Great. Insert no, number here. Four. Yeah. Yeah, it's phase four of the Azimuth. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I think, I've got a feeling the Joker's deck thing's going somewhere as well. Oh, absolutely, because the Warglass Investigations Agency are magnificent, and I love them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because normally they give you a head up just before something uh, something more prominent happens with the organisation organization they've just mentioned. Something within, like, about maybe a two, three-week window, and then it will happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think they'll link it with Salvation. I think salvation nicked the money. Possible, possible. Well, he's got, he's got, he's got to pay for those hijacking troops of the, uh, uh, of the Aegis mega ship. Any, anyway, isn't he? He's got to pay for that. Oh, well, that's yeah. hard, hard speculation there, Colin. I like it. <laughs> well, he's got his carrier upkeep, doesn't he? To pay for. He <laughs> just doesn't accept tritium like everyone else. No, obviously no. not. But no, nah, I just I lo I'm loving what's going on on, jo on Joker's deck. I, I I was enjoying I'm enjoying this this part of the story. Yeah, I just want to go there. You, you got the you got the concept up on the on screen, and I I think all these people there. Why aren't I? Oh, you know, come on, Frontier. Make they have magnetic drinks too. I bet I bet you can buy a drink from the bar there. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> well, who well Hoopy Casinos actually in Frontier in either Frontier or Elite, or was it just a thing that was there? Do you think that's a reimagined image of the Frontier Canteen, the staff canteen? Do you think it looks anything like that inside? No, it's <laughs> inside. No. And I bet you the, the people who work at Frontier can't remember what the canteen looks like anyway. Good grief. How long has it been now? 18 months? Well, I, I heard, yeah. well I, I heard the canteen was really good at Frontier House now. Yeah, it was. When, when, well, when we... When, when we went there, it was just like crusty sandwiches and something. But now apparently it's got really good. In their in the new flashy building. Yeah. In their in the new flashy building. So maybe, <laughs> maybe anyone's been in. <laughs> maybe art is imitating life. Maybe someone like stole 30 quid from the till or something and they decided to make a story from it. Why not? Okay. Um, I think we shall, we shall 
start with the store alert. Store alert! In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. In the bi-weekly newsletter, here come paint jobs for your art. A store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store alert, a store Welcome back. Um, well, there's two things in the store alert, which is uh, quite interesting. Um, in addition to the uh, rewards for the uh, community goal, we now have 10% off paint jobs for all orcas, dolphins and belugas. So if you want your shiny uh, passenger ship to look something special, you, it'll now cost you less arcs than normal. Uh, but... There's a new ship kit for an orca. I bet Grant is kicking himself because he used to fly an orca everywhere. Shan? Um, yeah, I'm nonplussed this week. I mean, I like the Federal Ants ones last week. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of passenger ships and, I don't know, they kind of don't, don't do anything for me, personally. Other than belugas, which are excellent for ramming things, but that's it. Yeah, I thought you could eject passengers. Yeah, but you can't see them. You can't see them floating around in space when you get them. So you know. Oh right, so you, you actually want you can't you can't run into their frozen bodies in space. So somehow I got the feeling that you'd be so good as one of the mirror universe uh, mirror universe captains for some reason. Um, Psychic. Maybe I am. It is interesting to see a ship kit, though. I know. Hasn't seen a ship kit for quite a while. Oh, it's been, it's been a hot minute, hasn't it? The last ship kit I remember was probably the Imperial Clipper, which was so long ago. I think that that came out the same time as the uh, fleet carriers. Or was it? No, actually, that was when arcs were first introduced. That's probably the last thing I spent arcs on, to be honest. Uh Yes. So, um, not much happening with the uh, the newsletter this week, I'm afraid. Um, so we'll, we'll be taking a quick break and we'll come back with our main discussion. I spend so much time in my Imperial Trader. I find it really hard to meet people. I mean, when do you get the time to go to bars when you're taking on courier jobs for the military? But with venusdating.com, it was so simple. I just put in my personal details and they found me my perfect match. I really thought it would be difficult, but Venus Dating made it so simple, with so much in common. We both like movies, walking along the beach at sunset. Browsing Imperial shipyards. And of course, since we started dating, we've discovered that we both really love... (laughs) Shooting (laughs) shooting Thargoids. Let your voyage begin with venusdating.com for every first... public service announcement from the fuel rats please stop what you're doing and pay attention if we can rescue you we will but you can help us help you by following these easy steps one 
Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. Two, note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. Three, if you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, go to fuelrats.org and click get help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? He was a space pirate with quirky habits. Hi. Most people find me quirky. I don't need him from the people. She was a busy space liner captain with no time for love. I've got 50 passengers to take on a space whale watching tour. I don't have time for dating. But when fate throws them together, the result is pretty inevitable. You're like no man I've ever met. Forget my job, ship and crew. Where should we go for a date? It better not be a restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) From Sydney and Dreams Entertainments comes a new total immersion experience. It was incredible. I just put on the headset and it's like I was there, in the story. Using Signy and Dreams' patented Dreamwear Immersion headsets, you'll feel the love. It was like I could feel everything that lucky ship captain were feeling. You'll feel the passion. Let's just say, when they got off, I got off. You'll feel everything. Did you enjoy your meal? I don't think I should have had that raw seafood. Signey and Dream Entertainments and Dreamwear headsets, bringing you closer to the adventure. Signey and Dream Entertainments is a division of Signey and Dream military educational software. Combat training software also available. Please be aware that improper use of the Dreamwear headset may lead to psychosis, time loss, memory impairment and hallucination. And welcome back. Um, now, obviously last Thursday there was the first dev stream. Now this was the this was the first dev stream that we've had quite a, for quite a while, and I think probably uh, um, since the new CM team took over. And what with the UI, the two UI developers that were there, um, what did everybody think to the format of it? Did, did it did it give you the kind of in depth information about uh, how they came to the decisions that they came to? Chan, I, I mean, I watched it twice to sort of like my head around what they were talking in terms of the format i think it was good having the cns interviewing the developers so that that was a good what i wasn't quite so keen on is it uh, it felt a bit like a graham norton interview when they have a star on who is there to publicize their latest film or book and they don't ask them any difficult questions that anyone else have, wants to ask them so it all felt a bit sort of like Graham Norton book pushing thing, but the format itself was a positive. Psych it. Would you uh, like a change to that? Would be maybe uh, posting somewhere going if you've got any questions beforehand, rather because you know Twitch chat moves so quickly and the YouTube chat and wherever else they're restreaming something like yeah. um, having having chat going. Uh, asking questions is a little redundant because things do get missed. So an opportunity to ask those questions beforehand. So a little yeah. bit of pre-planning would have yeah, gone miss. So. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I agree with this. I um yeah at AMA, well obviously you filter the questions for abusive and downright daft. Yeah. But something like that I think would have been a better format because then at least you feel as though players are communicating their feelings and ideas directly rather than 
yeah, Cat on a Sofa. But yeah, uh, Ben, I was okay with the format. They obviously they had a th- they had things they wanted to say and points they wanted to hit, but I wish they'd have accepted it for what it was and made it a fully pre-produced one-hour-long stream or something like that, where mm. when they're talking about. You know, in this concept art, you can see what we were trying at and actually show the concept art that they're talking about at the time rather than some other random piece of art that they're flicking around. Um, Do you mean a little bit like Kay's developer stream was? And also, if you remember, I think well, it was... No, well, just take it, make it an offline thing. They could have recorded it during regular office hours and then have a video editor take the four video streams of them talking together and introduce graphics as appropriate and video as appropriate, and then you upload it to YouTube as a premiere. Hmm. Yeah, there's only one slight problem with that, Ben, and that is it will cost an awful lot more money than just having uh, two guys take an extra hour out of the day. (laughs) I don't know if it honestly would or not. Um, Yes, obviously, you've got to get the talking bits and things like that done, uh, and yes, somebody's got to then go off and produce that. So yes, it is going to cost an extra... It's going to cost a day's worth of work for somebody. I just think it would have made a much better way of getting their messages across. Um, yeah. Sai? They, um, they suffered from the fact that Zach was on holiday, in my opinion, because mm. the, everything that you're describing is something that Zach could have, Zach could have done live. Well, Zach could have done it live, but off that could have done that could have done it live. Off is off, I'm often surprised that off manages to get four four cameras on the screen half of the time. So, uh, they, so they, it's they, they, yeah, exactly. So I, I, Zach has Zach is very very good with all of this as um as like seeing seeing what Zach does sort of a little little bit behind the curtain. Zach Zach is very clever and he's inspired me to do things certain ways as well. So, so what was the rush then? Yeah. Well, what was the rush? Why not no idea. Maybe just their timetable said get it in this, get it in on Tuesday, on Thursday. Sorry. Yeah. Well, maybe. no, because maybe it was scheduling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people oh. have been asking for these kind of developer streams. It, it's I don't know. I've got a horrible feeling that if they'd actually done it as a pre-production one-off hour thing. People would be complaining. Oh, there's no interaction. It was. It was. But there wasn't any interaction anyway. They were essentially ignoring the audience. Yes. They, yes, they were effectively ignoring the audience, and there was a lot of the audience that seemed to be annoyed by that. Yeah. So if you okay, guys, here's a one-hour thing with the devs, and then yeah, maybe you could have had a couple of frontier staffers in channel. To be able to give the usual no no comment responses during the premiere, they could have done that, I suppose. Yeah, Sean. I in reply to Ben. I think it depends on the format and the content for pre-recorded. I mean, if you yeah. look at what the if you, I mean, there's there's a few dead streams I remember. One of which I mentioned earlier was 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 the case. The other one uh, was I think is Adam Woods talking about how they got the Thargons. To move, and there's also the one about um, the plant, the old planetary taking horizons. If the subject is interesting enough, and it's presented in the right way, I don't think it matters if it's pre-recorded because oh, you'll, you'll yeah. get so interested in the subject, you'll think, "Oh, that's cool! Oh, wow, I didn't realise that!" And it then becomes an interesting 
section rather than just as I say, Grand Northern interview. Yeah, and as Sai says, I don't. I mean, I don't actually care whether it's pre-recorded or not. What was doing my head in was they're talking about something and giving examples about concept art, but it's the wrong concept art that's on screen, and that was happening all the time. And it was I was really noticing. Yeah, they they, they trying to had keep a failing. Yeah, they had a, a rolling um, they had, set yeah, number just of a images. rolling slideshow. Yeah, and. Uh, Sometimes uh, that slideshow would contradict what you actually saw yeah. in the uh, in, uh, and, in in what they were talking about. Yeah, and and you're right. I mean, if if Arf could have brought up the appropriate artwork when they were talking about it, that would have been a, you know it, in sort of real time editing or real time production would have been great. Well, um, Chan. I was about to comment that this is a strange sort of show where I'm more positive about a live stream than uh, you or Ben, Colin. I, I thought I was pretty neutral on it at the moment, but uh, never mind. Um, I mean, do you? Where do you think? Uh, did they have? Oh, hang. Let's let's try this one. And where did you think the UI team hit the right balance between immersion and functionality? Then, Psychic. Oh, crikey, that's a question. It um, is a question. Specifically on, um, with regard to that stream, or just in general? <laughs> uh, I think it, it, to that stream. To okay. And then we'll move out to general later. Okay, then um, I didn't listen to the stream i've only i only saw the images which is why i'm which is why i've commented in the way that i did because i was playing uh-huh. dungeons and dragons at the time and i couldn't listen to two things because you know normally on a thursday night i play D and there's something else is happening um so it might be worth commenting asking someone else that question okay shan um i thought they got the right balance actually in the station services mm-hmm. menu um, because potentially, as they said on the street, that has the potential to be hugely complicated if you don't layer it in the correct way. Yeah. And so I felt the station services menu, the, the way they've layered it, I actually thought they did a good job of getting that balance right because you say it's got the potential to be horrendous. Yeah. I mean, they ba- they based it on the uh, the, the same uh, layout for the fleet carriers, and I thought that was actually quite good. The, the fleet carrier um, interface. I was really excited when I saw the fleet carrier interface because I was like, oh, maybe this is what's coming in Odyssey. And it was. So that was quite positive. Um, I think the only... The, I mean, this is this is down to probably a, a point that we'll touch late on later on. Uh, the only issue that I have, and I still have it, and it's one of these little irritating things that just gets me in the head, is that um, the commodities market is below the mission board whereas in the old ui the commodity market was always at the top and then the mission board was underneath and i still haven't managed to to get my head around that yet it it gets me every single time but apart from that i'm 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 golden with it i bet you i can tell you why that is go on i would wager that the commodity market is used less than missions in Elite Dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you're probably right. I'm just saying that it's the one thing that yeah that that got me. Uh, everything else, I'm absolutely not, Yeah, in this, are we not talking about the mission boards when you're actually on on a station though, rather than the ones on a ship, or is it kind of both of them? Um, no, I was on about the commodities market. 
the, yeah, the, the, layout. the whole Starport services menu is when you're on a station, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. And just because you're mentioning the, the commodities thing and that's on your ship menu. Oh, sorry. Yes, okay. Well, it's in the ship menu because I thought okay. that's, that was one of the things we were talking about for the beginning. Uh, but, you know, okay, Starport yeah. services, I thought, was the what we were discussing. I thought Starport Services was when you're looking at, at the board in the in the in the Starport. Yeah, uh, so, I could be wrong there, though. I don't know. Shan, there, there was a couple of things they said that actually I hadn't considered, so I found them quite useful. Really, um, one of them was how they because uh, they said they they deliberately put in an extra click sometimes mm-hmm. to. Um, make the it flow of, of menus and stuff easier to follow because they said you know, if you can easy to make an assumption that a player will just go there and you can make them just go there but sometimes you do need that confirmatory click so there is a certain element of slowing down the flow to bring that in that was something i hadn't I hadn't realized before um the, the other the other part that i thought was quite interesting was they were talking about um the way they've tried to uh make it a, uh, you can see it in vr so i kind of knew it but i hadn't heard it vocalized is that if you look at this screen in vr it almost looks like a holographic projection coming out of your ship doesn't it Yes, it's it not does. like it's not like a it's not like you're looking at an out of out of game menu. It's projected onto your helmet or into the ship, and that's what the look they're trying to go for. So I thought that was that was a good touch. Actually, I thought, oh yeah, of course, yeah, that's why they've done that. So yeah, mm. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. As far as the, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to be controversial here. The UI that actually enjoyed the most out of uh, out of Odyssey is actually the galaxy map and the system map. I know that's unpopular. Uh, what are you smoking, Colin? See what I mean? Can I ask? A, okay, um, I I just want to, just tell me one thing. Go on. In the old galaxy map, I used to be able to press the home button to come back to wherever the hell I was. Yes. How do I do that now? Uh, it's a button on the right-hand side. So the, is there, the a key, is there not a keyboard command for it anymore? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even know that there was a, uh, a keyboard command button for it to begin with. Uh, it used to be set to the home home key, and I would just press home, and I would like come back to where I was. And the number of times since Odyssey has come out, and I've been like looking through the galaxy map trying to find places, and then I'm like, okay, that's fine. I think I see something. And then I was like, where the hell am I? <laughs> It's it's fu- it's funny that because when I actually go back to the galaxy map in in Horizons when I'm playing the on my power play commander, yeah. I'm having real difficulty using the the old map or the interface for the old map, and I don't like the interface for the old map mm-hmm. now. I much prefer the new one because now that I can see uh, because everything's broken down yeah. in into different categories, I can get to those categories faster. Chan, you first, then Psychic. Well, I'm going to start with the positive thing. The, the best change they've done to the galaxy map is being able to search for a star system and it comes yes. out. So that is a really good change. So I'm starting a positive. Um, the things I don't like about the new galaxy map is um, 
shortcuts, you know, the the um, bookmarks. Managing bookmarks is a real pain in the bum. And you can't, and the way they've got the galaxy map, if you flick it to realistic or or the other modes, I forget the moment, sorry. But you just have to toggle them. Whereas previously, you toggled it and it stayed toggled. You don't need to just flick it. And I don't know, it just seems to be not optimal. And I'm pretty sure... Because I, I, at first I thought, well, maybe I haven't got the muscle memory down and it will come and all the stuff. But no, I just find it way clunkier now, apart from the search. Like it. Um, I am an equal opportunities hater. I hate both galaxy maps equally. Um, <laughs> I think I, I just, I just hate them. <laughs> I hated it before. I now I've, I, it, it, it's the one thing in Elite that really grinds my gears. And I mean, there's a lot of things that could could probably do that. But um, I like being, I'm, I'm with Chan, I like being able to type in the name of a system. I mm-hmm. I hate, hate, hate the fact that at the moment, um, if I do something in the galaxy map or I go and do something, when I next go to the galaxy map, it's forgotten that I've KGB foamed or it's... Um, it's some. It just like something along those lines. Um, it's, it, it's it, lost it, lo- it loses something for me, or um, I try and do little things that I'm. I would like to be able to do, and I cannot think of any examples right now. But <laughs> even in, in in Horizons, I hated it. In um, Odyssey, I also hate it. So it's maintained that um, that level for me adequately. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, yeah, at least it's consistent for you. <laughs> um, I mean, the the reason that I, I like the the map is is because yeah, it, it makes sense to me that you know the stuff on the left hand side is is what I'm looking for, uh, and the stuff on the right hand side is is the detail I want to drill drill down on. Um, it, it it just makes sense. I think the only problem I've got with the new uh, interfaces is when I go into the system map, and sometimes the system map seems to lose focus. Yeah, as I say, it's for me, it's the worst part of the UI. Just it's even for me, it's even worse than having dots for numbers and stuff like that and outfitting. Um, but yeah, the galaxy, I just can't get on with it. It's kind of like, why do I need to right click? You know, I'm not using Microsoft Word for goodness sake. I just want to go click and go. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think I understand after watching the stream why they've done that because it's kind of like a new player thing and they want it to be console friendly and stuff like that. So I kind of understand why they've done it, but it was almost like a solution looking for a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that seems to have opened a can of worms. <laughs> uh, Colin, you're saying it's one of these buttons on the right-hand side, yes, to go. So I am currently in Orea, right? Yeah, hang on I a second. I've got to. Okay. I've got to look 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 up this because oh. I haven't got. You know what happens if I start trying, oh, trying okay. to run the game? I'm in Orea, and I'm in. I'm in. I've selected Arc, and I'm trying to get it to focus back in on where I am. Isn't it um, one one above target focus? Uh, no. Oh, that's, that's, by trending, that's by navigation data. What oh. about the little um the go up go up a couple more? Set target? No, a couple more. Like the little um indicator thing. That one one um, above add to bookmarks, whatever that is. No, that's that set one. target. Um, no, up, 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 stop. <laughs> set, uh, set We've got pot route, that takes there, friends, system map, 
Where my stored ships are. I've got oh. no bloody idea, Ben. Try pressing backspace. See if that does it. Oh. Okay, so... No, back. Oh, no, that's just taking me back here. Perfect. Cool. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Good, good. That's working as intended then. Cheers, <laughs> guys. Matt, let's go. Isn't it wonderfully intuitive? I think... I mean, like... Yeah, I mean, the, the, the thing is that I haven't had... A, the need to go back to where I've, I've been before, and yeah, well, you know, quite often, the reason why I my use case is I'm quite often like when I was at that galaxy map, it was like trying to go off and do a jump using a uh, boost, <laughs> and I was flying around inside the jet code for absolute jumping ages, and not coming up with a congratulations, you've now boosted your drive. So I'm like, okay, how the hell do I get back to Lave? And having to basically plot the route manually. Um, so I was like coming out and then sort of selecting a place, finding out how far away it is, seeing it's like too far, trying to find somewhere else, rinse, repeat. And then really? I might find somewhere and then I, then I find out where am I. Um, and I'm trying to plot the route and it's like, sorry, you can't plot a route. So then I've got to go back to wherever the hell I was. And of course, it's a random alphabet suit of a system with a, a white dwarf in it or something like that. And I'm like, well, where the bloody hell am I? And then I have to go out of the map and back in again. And I'm like, why can't I just press my home button? So, you know, like home... I... so well... if you came out of the... just to... for for my um for my sanity yeah. here, so you would go... you would plot somewhere in the galaxy map. You would plot to um. So one... I could plot to call two eight five seconds. Okay, now, okay. And I've zoomed in on it, right? Right. And I used to be able to press home on my keyboard. And it would take me back to Lave or wherever I was in the galaxy map. Okay. Yeah. And I've got, I can focus the target, but I want to focus on me. Okay. According to Mephisto in chat, there is a binding to get back to your current system. And um, they assigned it a few weeks ago. So I don't know whether or not you, oh, this you is, could have a look in the key um, binds and see if it's there somewhere. But where, where it would be in the key binds. Right, if Mephisto's talking about what I think he's talking about, mm -hmm. it's in the galaxy map, and it's galaxy cam select current system. And that says, move the galaxy map back to where you to the system where you're currently in. And, and it's not working. to the home button. And it doesn't chuffing work. I'll even, I'll even make it backspace as well, just for a giggle. So, so that's that. actually a bug, then. Well, this could be a bug. This could indeed be a bug. Um, so... Yeah, it definitely so, looks like you need to open an yeah. issue. I, on I the admit, I've always been, I've been assuming it's a feature they've removed. Mm -hmm. But if they've um, got the keybind in there for it, it should it should go back. I think this might indeed be an issue tracker that needs to go up. So let's. Well, go there, and... there we go. Look how look how we've resolved stuff live on air. <laughs> <laughs> I press no, home isn't working, and my newly my newly input backspace key also isn't taking me back to where he is. Well, that must be a bug then, because... I think that's a bug. That yes. certainly so seems you know to be what the I'm going to do? I'm going to make a clip of it inside of Twitch and provide them the evidence of it doesn't working. Okay, it is working for some people in chat, so it might be that you just might need to raise the ticket. Um, it that's might be even local okay, to that's you. Interesting. I wonder why it works for some people, but not me. Maybe they just went, yeah, we're not having that work for Ben, just so it can really infuriate him. Yeah, yes. that's it. You've got an if statement yeah. all to yourself. If command <laughs> equals Don't you know who I am, damn you. <laughs> if user yeah. equals lay radio, then... Yep. 
Um, Psychic, do you want to take the next bit? No. Or have you gone, have you moved past that? Is that then Sham then? Yeah, I was going to ask the question. So, given that um, what they said on the screen about their design philosophy, yeah, do we feel as though the galaxy map has followed that philosophy, or did they lose their way a little? Do we think? Well, I think the galaxy map and the system map still work in the way that they're supposed to. Um, I th- the one place where I think they lost their way was definitely with the outfitting. That that's that's the one that really did my number in. I, I will completely and utterly agree with you there. Um, outfitting yeah. does seem like go home, you're drunk. <laughs> well, even um, now, even now. What did they say that their design philosophy was? Just, just, just for those of us who might not have been listening, including me. <laughs> Make it simpler for noobs. Noobs or specifically console users. New users. People using using like a, a controller. Do you mean new, no, new, new users? Okay. Um. So what? Like for example, I found out um, earlier that I didn't have my. I didn't. I, I was missing something. And I was like, okay, well, I will, I'll take out my cargo rack. Huh? That's fine. Um, yeah. So I can I can do that. That's dead easy. And then what they've gone off and done is I've got all of the stuff, what I have in my storage places, in the outfitting screen as well. Yes. That's what the, did and my head in. I'm like, well, what? I, 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 yeah, it's like, okay, I've got these things and... I don't even have access to them, and they come up in, and above everything else. Um, so I'm looking for something to replace a size eight module. Okay, hull reinforcements. Oh, that's just size one stuff. Shield <laughs> um, cell banks? No, I think I'm in a bad place for this. Um, yeah. Anyway, it shows me. I've got. I can see all the things which are available in the vehicle hangers. Yeah. Um, and then I can see. All of my stored things in Shinata Desra. Um, and I can see where they're coming from here. It's just. Yeah, because it's, it, ha- it's hard to know what can I buy here, what can't I buy here. Yeah, but what you can buy is orange and what you can transfer yeah. is yellow. Yeah, it's just. It, I'm, I'm finding it very unintuitive. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, the one thing that got me was the fact that when you actually go some, you try and pick something that isn't available, it comes up with your own stuff, and you suddenly mm. think, "Oh, right, oh, I'll, I'll just get that," and then you suddenly realise, "No, I've got to transfer it over from to Shun- that'll take half Nature, an hour, yeah, and that'll take half an hour," and you sort of think, "Oh God, that's... yeah, I just find it all a bit weird, um, knowing what's what's available where and yeah, yeah." I uh, know. I'm, I'm completely with you on this one, Ben. I, I mean, the the outfitting screen to me is is is. I haven't got my head around it yet, and uh, yeah, and I do end up finding that I'm buying everything in storage and putting everything in storage first, and then fitting it to my ship, instead of in the old days. Actually, I'd go to my ship and fit the modules. Yeah, I find okay. that's that's the only way that I've been able to. So make like, sure just, that I've got the module I want. Yeah, I've just taken something out of my ship, mm. and I've got no way of going off. I can't see if there's any way of me going in and seeing what things have I stored here. Yeah. Oh, actually, does the stored modules? Is that do- nope? 
No, that still that doesn't show me what's stored here still. No, you you have to. I mean, do you want stuff that's just stored? So I, I took at your out local area. What I actually just did was I took out a size eight cargo container, mm -hmm. and I stored it. Yeah. But unless I know I've taken out a size eight cargo container, how the bloody hell am I meant to find out what I've just taken out? Well, it shows you there. <laughs> no, it doesn't show me here. Yeah. You know, no, you have I'll, to go back I'm, in and all I've of that. I've got to go back in, and then I've got to go through. I've oh, got to I'm, go through. I'm, behind, I'm watching things. you on the Twitch Sorry. screen, so I'm I'm actually thirty, a couple of yeah. seconds behind you. But I've got to go into the cargo racks, and then I can see. Okay, I've got one here. Yeah. Um, and I quite like the fact that okay, I can see I've got this one here, and it's at the top. Then I've got all the stuff what I can buy, and then I've got all the stuff available in other Elsewhere. places. And I can I can see where they're coming from. I also just want to see what's in the hangar where I am, though. What have I just taken out? Because, um, mm. you know, I don't know about you, but I'll sometimes strip a ship down to its components to check, to just change things around. And then I was like, oh, darn, I can't, you know, and now I'll go off and re-put things in. And I'm, like, going around all the th things, and I was like, should have I just bought that, or is that, where's that coming from? Do you feel, though, that it's a case maybe of you... Um, because you know what it was like beforehand. If people didn't, nah, that's silly, because if people didn't know anything other than this, all they would say is, well, that's crappy UI, because it's not great. There's no there's no denying it there. But um, if you didn't know that it was better, or, or that you could have done that before, would you would you necessarily miss it coming from coming from that sort of angle, their their um <laughs> philosophy? Yeah, if if you didn't know think, it was there, yeah. you'd be quite happy living with it. But um yeah. mm. <laughs> I think you could have fixed it, just add an extra sub menu here. So I've got all all modules, hard points, blah blah blah. Put in a, another one called locally stored or something like that. Even something that just thinking local about, modules. Thinking like a con controller access, something that you could um like use a bumper to move over to. Do you know what I mean? Show only things that are in storage, only things that you can buy here, only things that would be transferred or like a mixture of the both. Just on a couple of bumpers, if you're using that new player, using a um, controller yeah. Uh, philosophy. Yeah, yeah something what well, we just need something to filter out the, uh, you know, show what, you know, filter yeah. out certain items such as, you know, the stuff that you've got stored or you just want the stuff that you've stored. That, see, I mean, my, yeah, that would be incredibly useful. You see, what would be wrong, I mean, just spitballing this, but for outfitting, I really like the Coriolis I.O. interface for planning builds and stuff like that. Yeah, I love the Coriolis I.O. So I what would have been wrong with doing the Coriolis? Because you can see exactly what you want. Only items that are in stock you could choose. Or... Yes, if they if they're in storage, you could little put a little mark or different colour and say this is in storage and it will cost this much. So someone like Coriolis IO, I guess it's not terribly controller friendly, maybe, but no, but I, un not. I understand what I'm doing with Coriolis IO, and it's really easy to plan the build and see the effect and the cost, and you know you can you can put you can pre-plan your build and just click buy, and then all the stuff would come across and be in your ship. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm wondering. I, the one thing that I, I am wondering is whether or not we need to get somebody's fresh perspective on this, because because we're all old 
hands at this game. I, w- I mean, it's I'm wondering. Like it's not. It's like it's on the TikTok generation. I am. I am <laughs> so young. I am. Uh, hang on. No, let me let me think about some young words <laughs> that people use. That's sick, isn't it? No, oh my god, that's those are the words that I used in my youth. Sick is so two thousand and five, Colin. Oh dear, because there was one thing that you 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 generation gap me on on my uh, flight assist off. You said something about I'm feeling so something or other now, oh and I'm just, I'm just there thinking, what did you mean by that? God, did I just get generation gapped? And then I realised I did. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't know what it was now. Oh my gosh, seen that was it. I feel oh, so seen, seen by now. <laughs> and I'm there going, oh, is, is that kind of like I'm, she I'm gonna have to Google this. I'm gonna have to find out what it means. I'd say sorry, <laughs> because both you and Mal used it on me, and I'm there going, okay, I'm just act <laughs> cool and pretend to know what they're on about. But anyway, wow. yeah. For I mean, for my point was, I mean this might be a bit of a big ass, but we need to find someone who's never played Horizons and their only experience is Odyssey and see whether or not they have the same issues with with the UI that, that we do. I mean, do you think that would be a, a useful comparison? I think so, absolutely. I think I'd be, I would love to... I'd love to get someone who's only played Odyssey's take on things. From my from my limited knowledge about community and um, the community and stuff like that, um, it, it takes people a little little bit of time to discover how um, how neat the elite community really is. Mm. So um, we we might be waiting a little bit for that. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Considering the, the, any Gen Zers out there will probably go, "Oh God, I'm not going on Grandpa Radio." <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm down with the kids. No, no. That really physically hurt me to say that. <laughs> you know, I felt sorry for you when you said it. <laughs> oh dear. Um, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the outfitting. Um, I think we're all agreeing that that's a little bit. Oh God, no. Yeah. Um, however, I did like the shipyard. Yep. I thought the shipyard was a vast improvement. And after after going through, um, after the guys had explained their philosophy that, yeah, um, the old shipyard was a tribute to the to um, the old elite with the wireframes and things like that. It didn't give you all the information that you needed to. But in the new one, you can actually see your ship in good detail, spin it around. You can actually see what skin's on it. So you've got a good idea of what ship it is. I mean, um, it took me a little while to get used to the uh, the scroll bar at the bottom with, with all the different ships. But once I got my head around that, double thumbs up, I thought. Chat. I don't like the ship selection. I, I just wanted to... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just... I don't know. It just sort of feels like... I don't know, it's screen clutter for the sake of screen clutter's sake. Yeah, I can't tell where it is. I can't tell how much it's going to cost or anything. It's just kind of like, yes, I know what a Corvette looks like. I don't want to see a picture of it. Just tell me where the darn ship is and let me swap to it. The, and the also, I think the the timing and the messaging for changing a ship, do you want to sell it or do you want to use it? Yeah, no, I don't like the new ship 
Straight into space. I wouldn't have just, I wouldn't have uh, <laughs> expected anything else. Um, What's that supposed to be? Are you saying I'm an old fuddy duddy, not a TikToker like Psyche or something? True story, true story. <laughs> Never more were true words said. Yeah, I'm, I'm completely seen now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, God. Dear. <laughs> now that actually hurt me to say that one. This is, this is the most nonsense thing that's happened. No, it isn't. Oh no, it's not. I'm sure. I'm sure we can go down that rabbit hole a little bit deeper. <laughs> the alpaca den. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben. I mean, what was your opinion of the shipyard? I mean, I I quite like the shipyard. And what I'm trying to now figure out is what and where the bindings are for the show details thing, because apparently there is a binding to show the details, and I want to see that because I haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I like the. Uh, yeah, I love the fact I can see my ships in all their glory, um, rotate around them. <clears throat> I just want, as a, as a, as I just said, I want to build. I want to see that show detail screen because yeah, I loved what they were showing us on the stream in the concept art, and I want to go and try and find how I actually bring that up for reels. Mm. Um, and at the moment, I'm failing. Yeah, I mean, I must have missed that bit in the in the uh, yeah. Well, on the stream, what's store toggle? That's preview mode. Hmm. I must say, I haven't looked at any of these controls yet. But you see, you um, when you come up, you'll see on details it says show details, mm. and I don't know what I don't know how to bring that up. Um, because I do want to see what details it has about <laughs> this eagle that I'm looking at. Um, Commander XLA says options, controls, general interface mode, UI nested toggle, I believe. Jesus wept. So, <laughs> controls. Yes, and Van Otto General. is saying, you know, there really needs to be uh, a document uh, for to help with your ED paintings. I must well, admit, I, I, I do need... What I want is I want a filter to just go off and highlight where I am. <laughs> it's a shame uh, you can't, it's a shame you can't, like, share your bindings with other people and just have, like, a uh, like or something. I know you can say the bindings file, but that's tricky. It is a bit. It's not it's like not as clear. It would be nice to have something a bit like a bit like a Coriolis, but for your bindings. <laughs> yeah, that that would be handy. I think do um do HCS not have something where it's like these are the bindings? I might be I might be completely mistaken on that. Oh, that oh, I do like this. Sorry, I'm trying to. Is it working? It's working. <gasps> oh, that's lovely. So much, thank you so much, La. That is... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, yep. yes. Yes. Um, now that we've actually found it. So intuitive. Well, maybe it's set by default if you use a proper key binding thing rather than my bound together... If you um, twist... Thing can over you the buy past 10 years. Can, 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 does it... Uh, Turn around if you if you twist your joystick. Yes, so my ship is turning around as I use. Uh, it's actually my ship's turning around in the background, all blurred out. <coughs> it no. just rotates though; it's not doing pitch and roll. Well, that that actually looks quite good. I I love the oh Bitstorm's already uh, noticed this. I love the fact that the, the, we've also got the the dimensions. We've got the blue scr- We've got the blueprints. Oh wow. I, I need to go and um, assign I, that. And team. of course, we never even knew this was in. I so never why even is knew that this was default? 
Why isn't this a set of? It might be. It might be. But we have like butchered together keybinds for from I've God knows how long. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because because this is the kind of thing we've gone and set up our keybinds, and there's new keybinds in there, but we've that we've we've just kind of ignored. Yeah. That's the problem. So this this is this is a bonus part for mostly clueless, I guess. Yeah. I'll be. I know. I'm going to be setting that up as soon as I finish this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I like this. I do like this. So yeah, so, there's uh, a positive. Yeah. So the 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 shipyard's even gone further up in your estimation. Oh, hang on. Here we go, Colin. We've got another oh. for you. Oh, don't you? Make sure you mute Colin for when Ben shows the adder, just in case he makes exclamation marks that are non-work safe. <laughs> This entire show is non-work safe. True. I thought that was the whole point of it. If you if you keep making those noises, Colin, when you see the Abbey, you'll be on the psychic smirk section. I don't think and I don't think it's heavy breathing that, that I'm having trouble with. I I, I, I I'm appreciating and enjoying this. <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, it's back to the. Uh, the main UI, though, uh, the mission boards for both the uh, on foot and for the and for the the ship uh, missions. I, I, are you finding that mission board an improvement? I'd say it's about equal. Yeah, it's not. I don't, I wouldn't say it's considerably better, but I wouldn't say it's a lot worse either. Mm, yeah, I mean, I've, I've I've got no problem with it. Um, okay, you want to talk Dumbo, do you, Shan? Well, I was just thinking, we're going through the interface and stuff like that, and one thing they didn't talk about on the stream, which I was really hoping they would, which is why do we have to go on foot to a console to look at on foot missions? Why can't we have it all available to us, either from the ship menu or back? It's kind of like, and also, why have the concourse is like a glorified mission board? You know, it's a few UI decisions like that. I think, well, why can't I choose an on-foot mission from my ship? Or why can't I choose a ship mission when I'm on foot? Why is it separate? Because one is on foot, Odyssey is on foot, Horizon's ship-based stuff is in space, and never the twain shall meet. Yeah, I think there is... I don't agree with that, but that is what it is. Yeah, and I think that is the delim the delimit a delim oh, I can't even say it now. The the main difference between the two modules. I think what is different, yeah. I think that what is different, yeah. Differentiator. <laughs> Differentiator, delineator. They are I finally said the word delineator between the on ship you know, horizons and Odyssey. And that's where they've put the line. It it is it's an artificial line, which is, means that you've got Odyssey, so you you get the stuff from the concourse. It would just don't show the menu option if you haven't got if you haven't got the expansion. Yeah, yeah. we agree with you. well, I agree with you anyway, Shan. I think it's completely not a BS, but for whatever reason, that's what they've done. Because it's easier. Because it's it's not a case of just removing one. Um, one type of mi- mission because there's loads of different types of missions. I can't I can't remember looking at a mission board. Um, I must have looked at a mission board when I've been in Odyssey on a on a ship. I must have done it at some point. Um, does it does it look the same as so when you go into the mission board? There are two there are two options. You have like a space missions and passenger missions with two right. buttons on the screen. 
if you have a third button on there that's, that basically have a picture of a spaceman, then you saw it then, aren't you? But that wouldn't you wouldn't have that that same I, I see it now, but you wouldn't have that same um option if you were playing on in horizons. There wouldn't even be that option there. That's that's right. So oh, that's honest, sorry, psych, I thought you'd finished. So that Hang would on. be that would be changing how th that particular screen looks. So the select mission board with community goals, mission board, passenger lounge, that would change how that looked between Odyssey and the Horizons players. Um, DJ, DJ Wiley makes a very important point. Uh, he says, no one would bother going onto the concourse if you could just get the on-foot missions from your ship menu. What, you mean people would realise that the concourse is just a glorified menu? That's crazy talk. Until we get um, emotes. But to be honest, anyway, <laughs> take, going back to where we were, um, I don't even think you'd need to highlight the fact that this is on foot missions. You know, why do I care if I'm in a ship? I've got my community goals, I've got my missions, I've got the passengers. Why do I care when I'm looking at, say, the missions? It's still combat, transportation. Then you'd also you could also show the kinds of missions here and then just like with um just like we've got in looking at missions you can see whether or not you're going to a planet or a space station when you're delivering stuff can sure. you still see that now does it still well, show the, the planet icon? I, don't know if you, I don't know if you still can what does that blue button it, it used to with used um, to. with odyssey um, but if they've changed it, that's another reason why there wouldn't be um be one. I, I don't get me wrong, I agree with yeah. you, but I'm just trying to be from a um Yeah. I I I don't think that it is a it's I don't think it's a UI decision to have have that have that differentiation. Right. I don't think that, that covers the user. Okay, well, well what I would what I would do would have it as in the in the UI board, in the mission thing, you show all your available missions and who cares where they're going to and then you go off and say please show me if you want if you care about show me stuff that goes to a planet or as a non-foot thing that's where you could then go off and say i want to filter on this please right um, well you'd you get that as a thing you could see hmm. okay well i think um it's time to move on uh, we are running from, out of time, aren't we? Yeah, we are running out of time, I'm afraid. Um, I mean, this is a subject that we could go on forever because it is very, very subjective. I mean, for goodness sake, I, I didn't believe how much uh, trouble I'd say by actually liking the galaxy map. <laughs> Hashtag uh, Colin's fault. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we should we haven't got much to discuss in the community corner this week um, obviously Psykit would like to put a call out from maybe a Mr. Braben to, to join her on a, an escape velocity is that right? Hi hi, David Braben big fan <laughs> big fan, love to have a chat call me sorry flight assist not escape velocity I don't know what that is <laughs> Of what? I'm oh, joking. Dear. I'm joking. That's a, that's the thing about the youth of today. You just oh don't my know. God. <laughs> Back in oh, my also... day, we had to invent our own audio dramas. Uphill <laughs> <laughs> both ways. Uh, also, if anybody is interesting, Top Shift 129 is now out. <laughs> Where where I actually enjoy myself in Odyssey. <laughs> so there you go. In another. Um, 
In, no, in the Orange Sidewinder. Because, uh, but it'll be back to the adder for one thirty. Don't worry. <laughs> um, we also have uh, our mostly clueless um, uh, hint uh, from Nerf or Nut, whose whose hint is: before engaging in a dogfight, go to subsystems and target the enemy engines or power plant, and run half lasers or half gut, and run half lasers and half gutling guns uh, with maybe some rockets. So, yeah, sub-targeting can make the difference between um, uh, a quick kill and a a long, drawn-out fight. Um, Now, Sai. I got nothing. I got nothing. nothing. I've been away for two weeks, and all of you have been slacking. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, I I don't know how... I'm sorry, Live Radio listeners, um, Sai Kit is suffering from the lack of smut that you said you're... We have Not a solution, Colin. Yes. We do have a shout out to Dockers that I believe Psychic has to read. I'm more than willing. Oh, yes. I am more than willing for that. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, uh, before we hit that, that new level of, of the barrel, <laughs> the very bottom, um, we have a couple of other business items. Obviously, Star Wars Squadron, Squadrons is free with Amazon Prime Gaming. So if you go to gaming.amazon.com, um, you can get yourself hold of that, which I thoroughly recommend. I mean, it was only £10, I think, a couple of weeks ago and on a Steam sale, and we were recommending it then. So, But if you can get it for free, mind you, I've, I've got to go back into it because uh, I, I, I think I've, I'm out of practice. Uh, and uh, it does seem that Captain Kirk will boldly be going where a lot of people have gone before. Um, but uh, this is true that William Shatner is heading up in the uh, Bezos Blue Origin, or as everyone else likes to call it, the penis rocket. Uh, that will be heading into space soon. <laughs> 90-year-old uh, William Shatner in space. It's, it's phenomenal. <laughs> Shan. Is it me, or am I the only one who's thinking that it's completely apt and fitting? that uh, Captain Kirk goes up in a wheelie-shaped rocket. 100% accurate, yes. I'm sorry, every single time that I, I see that rocket, I'm there thinking Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, if he was going to go, because a, a lot of the original Star Trek crew people are dead, aren't they, unfortunately? Yes, but he but will be... Cap- in- but if, Captain, if, if William Shatner was going to go, that would be the way to go, wouldn't it? Yeah. Apparently, uh, I've, it was announced on the BBC this week that um, James Duhan's um, ashes, ashes, yeah, Scotty, um, they they smuggled them up into the International <laughs> I can't Space they Station. They smuggled them onto the ISS, can you? No, no, but I how many millions of pounds worth of fuel that costs, you know? No, it was taken on board. So, you know how the Russians were doing. Um, Civilian passenger missions on up, up to the Russian section for yeah. a bit. It was taken up as part of one of their passenger paying passengers his personal allowance and weight. So has it has it got a certificate of authenticity? Because how come? Because do we he know? He got it from his son. All right, so he didn't just sweep the fireplace out and said all that. No, stuff. no, oh, sham. No, uh, it, you... it, it's all legit. Um. You know, doing a nice thing for a you know, uh, legend, well, a legend's son. So did, 
James Dewan actually give permission for his ashes to go in space? He was dead. Yeah, but in your will, you say, well, I want... I, maybe I he said, no I want idea. to be buried well, in the orange orchard. It was, it was not... Or something. James Dewan's ashes were split in two. The first half was thrown as into a rocket into space. Uh, as per his wishes. So I think to find out that the other half of his ashes is actually permanently in orbit for the moment, I, I think that that is fantastic. Well, hang on a minute. No, like, well, why didn't you say, I want all of my ashes in space? If you say, if you say I want half in space and half, so I've got one foot in space. He didn't read or write his, his will. Neither did you. Moving on. Yes, I think, I think it's time uh, to do the shout-outs. Now, obviously... Um, uh, since we didn't have a smutty bit, I will hand this particular section over to Psychit. Me? Okay. Um, the Dorkers are doing a charity Christmas special. Here we go. I know it says it's only September and good taste dictates that Christmas should never be mentioned until long after Halloween. But in the world of entertainment, Christmas has to be prepared well in advance. When you think about preparing for Christmas, you're probably thinking about the dinner. Will it be turkey? Beef? How about an enormous cock? Yes, the Dockers are coming back this year with a Christmas special, and they've just set up a Kickstarter on Just Giving. That's, that's right, a Kickstarter on Just Giving. I don't think they quite understand that all of the money will be going to charity. If you haven't heard of it before, Dockers is a mockumentary podcast about the ordinary folk of the galaxy, from the lowly toilet attendants to famous wildlife documentary makers. It's been going for a few years and usually does a live show at LaveCon, late at night, well after the watershed, because it's very, very naughty. If they meet their target, they will put on the Christmas show, though to be honest, they will put it on regardless. They have some rewards in their charity Kickstarter. If you ever fancy being the subject of a documentary, there are a few options to get your name in the show, and some of them are pretty unsavoury. Do I need to read everything else, or are we okay? Oh, you really, 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 really need to read the rest. Okay, if you... Um, you need to do it in a TikTok. It's already gone on too long to be a TikTok, but you'd know that if you were down with the kids. Um, listen to the Christmas special in the comfort of your own home for no additional cost for £5. For £10, for a small additional cost, you can also listen to the Christmas special. For £20, you can have your name read out by the narrator at the end of the show with the credits. For 30 whole pounds, you can listen to the Christmas special in the comfort of your own home for a substantial additional cost. For £40... They have a lifetime supply of Gnosis avian cheese available while stocks last. For £50, a sketch featuring you written and performed by the members of the cast of Dockers. For £200, a character of their choice will perform a sex act on you during the show. This will be a dram dramatisation. That's not how that word is said. Not an actual act, you sicko. A character for £500, a character of their choice, will perform an enjoyable sex act on you during the show, which will also be a dramatisation. I like the fact that it costs £300 more to have it enjoyable. <laughs> they, they know their prices. For a thousand whole of your great British pounds, they will have your ears surgically removed so that you never have to listen to the show again. That is, however, satire and not a cure for body dysmorphia. For ten whole thousand of your great British pounds, the episode will be set in the Star Citizen universe. For eleven million pounds. 
Are you a farmer, bro? They will record a 40-minute episode exclusively for you. Nobody else will be able to listen to it unless you let them. And you can find that at justgiving.com slash team slash beyond dockers. You are and welcome. You can... <laughs> and you can breathe now. <laughs> oh, honestly, I hope we get a thank you from the dockers for this. <laughs> Uh, um, right, and in other shout-outs, we'll say hello to our sister station, the Hutton Orbital Radio. They broadcast on a Thursday at 8.30, and you can tune in at twitch.tv, Hutton Orbital Truggers. Or if you want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash Elite Dangerous CQC. And we'll give shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts, which uh, have been appearing lately. That's Allograb AM, uh, the Black Sky Legion, who also do other space sims and real-life science. Uh, the Canon podcast for the Spanish speakers is the Elitacast, uh, the Fatherhood podcast, Flight Assist, Guard Frequency, who also do other space sims. There's the Loose Screws. Uh, we also have New Worlds uh, Zero Prep with uh, Ed, Kai, and Souverine. Uh, there's Squeaking Fuel and System Chat. And if you want a literary discussion about science fiction and fantasy books, please subscribe to the Data Slate podcast as supplied by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, following this, we have the latest Galnet news as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. See this Thursday for uh, further uh, adventures of Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. And thanks to everyone who's Twitch who chipped in <laughs> in the Twitch chat. Um, ben, have you had anybody buzz you? He did actually have somebody try to kill me when I was flying out the station, and, and I just like reverse caused and and reverse back in again. Um, he then told me to come out and forget and fuck the show. Um, who was it? Slam Dunk, I think it was. Can't remember. No, it wasn't. Somebody told me. Yeah, somebody tried to kill me. And he was um, rather rude about our show. Oh, he, oh, he, he didn't. He was like, you know, come out and come out and sh and face me, and you know, and. Fuck the show, um, which I think he was meaning. You know, don't don't pay attention to what you're doing on the show. Come out and you know, come out oh, and like, shoot right. each other. You know, oh, yeah. Yes, I not I think not literally. You know that just that fine. You know, okay, yeah. right. Well, uh, but I, okay. I flew in. I flew inside the. Sh I was I was already actually already landing on the on the station because I was uh, trying to get back so we could actually show the UI stuff. Uh, just as I was flying out, so I was like, I was already going to turn the ship around anyway. <laughs> but that's another that's another thing. Okay. Well, um, we'll also give special thanks to Commander Tokoso, who creates the music for the introduction of the show. Um, has anybody got any final comments? Do you just want to say before I I round it all out? Nope. Right. Well, oh. that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We have a TeamSpeak server where commanders uh, come to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com.
Now, do get in touch if you have any questions or if there is anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Psykit, thanks to Ben, and thanks to Commander Shan. A special thanks that uh, goes to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. Uh, and until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. state of the galaxy. With so much having happened in the galaxy over the past year, it's worth pausing to look back on what's happened and at what may happen in the future. By our reckoning, the militant Republican movement in the Empire, the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army, has been responsible so far for 15 starport bombings. The first three Imperial stations on September the 10th, 3306, Kepler Orbital, the nine Martyr stations, and two Marlinist starports. They've also carried out a number of killings, including Prince Harold Duval, one of the leading members of the affiliated counter-terrorism unit, Neve Setonia, and were responsible for both a war in the Madrid system and a civil war in the Marlinist colonies, and, indirectly, for a federal incursion into Hadrian Duval's Parisa system after they, apparently wrongly, accused him of organising the NMLA. In unrelated news, Hadrian is expecting an heir, which may upset the Imperial succession. The loose end in the story of the NMLA is master bomb-maker Theta-7, who engineered a daring escape from the Imperial Interrogation Facility, Serene Harbour, a facility that the Empire firmly denies exists, and who remains on the loose. Until he is apprehended or killed, there is a very high likelihood of more starport bombings and a further disruption to the Empire and to the peaceful Marlinist colonies. 
The Federation wasn't affected by Republicans. Instead, it's run by them, specifically President Zachary Hudson. Hudson has been challenged in several ways over the year. Corporatist businessman Jupiter Rochester of Core Dynamics attempted a corporatist takeover of the Federation and had to be defeated in battle twice before he could be arrested. Conveniently, his arrest coincided with the Starship One trial, in which it was discovered that Rochester had bribed a number of individuals in the Federal Navy, including Hudson's close friend Fleet Admiral Vincent, to assassinate then-President Jasmina Halsey in 3301. Rochester, who may know important facts about whether President Hudson had any involvement in the plot to remove his predecessor from power, was conveniently sentenced to life imprisonment in solitary confinement without a proper trial, so any evidence he might have will never be heard. Following the Nine Martyrs bombings, Hudson and his vice-president, Jerome Archer, introduced a law permitting the interception of all communications within the Federation. Massively unpopular, the law led to a number of factions leaving the Federation, taking their star systems with them. Until Hudson does a U-turn on this divisive law, the Federation is likely to continue losing systems. Alliance Prime Minister Edmund Mahan was also affected by Jupiter Rochester, rescuing ship manufacturer Lacon from Rochester's predatory takeover bid. The alliance elections resulted in a record second term for the Prime Minister. No Prime Minister had ever previously won a second term, allowing Mahan to continue his expansionist policies, pushing the alliance into space previously held by the Thargoids. Mahan's attempts to create an alliance against the Thargoids at the Galactic Summit in March this year failed when the Nine Martyrs bombings resulted in the summit ending early. Consequently, anti-Thargoid research agency Aegis remained underfunded. When it lost a megaship full of valuable Guardian technology, the work of Aegis was suspended, leading to the resignation of a number of senior figures, something that created an opening for someone else to take over the fight against the Thargoids. A figure known only as Salvation has been guiding, some might say manipulating, commanders to research the 200-year-old history of Azimuth Biochemicals, an organisation that had very early access to both Guardian and Thargoid technology, and which developed a prototype weapon using Guardian power. Salvation, who has an uncanny ability to predict where Thargoids will strike next, claims to have used this weapon to clear the Kornsar system off Thargoids, and there is certainly an impressive number of crashed Thargoid interceptors in the system. But can we trust Salvation if we have no idea who or what he is? And will his intervention lead to the long-absent Thargoid hive ships finally making an appearance? Azimuth Biochemicals found the sites in the Colsac Nebula that the Alliance is now exploiting. They were also involved in efforts to hide the coming Thargoid invasion from humanity in 3303, apparently because they'd been attempting to develop hybrid Thargoid human ships, intending first to wipe out the Thargoids and then to control humanity. Their plot failed, partly because Thargoid technology proved too hard to master, and partly because the Thargoid invasion arrived far faster and was far more intense than the Azimuth researchers had anticipated. Logs recovered from their research facilities refer to the Witch, who may have been their leader. The identity of the Witch, who is almost certainly a powerful figure in business and politics, remains a mystery. 
two dredger clans have been found. The Scrivener's clan was found looting one of the Azimuth biochemicals megaships, the Hesperus, but suddenly vanished. It may have found something of immense value on the Hesperus, or it may have got wind of something even more valuable. Its whereabouts are unknown, although it's believed to be within 500 light-years off the wrecked Hesperus. The other dredger clan, the Blue Viper Club, brought onion-head gamma strain to the Kumo Council, a drug now used both medicinally and recreationally. The drug also brought the Kumo Council into conflict with pharmaceutical giant Neomedical Industries. The serious corporation, under its ruthless leader, Lee Yong-ri, is rumoured to be assisting the Kumo Council in distributing the onion head. The Sirius Corporation has also had a hand in several big expansions. It was Sirius who established the Marlinist colonies after the Imperial crackdown on the NMLA caused Marlinists to flee. When Prime Minister Mahan failed to achieve his stretch goal for building new starports, the Sirius Corporation stepped in to assist. And when an unexpected guest at the Sirius-hosted Galactic Summit, Kumo Council pirate Archon Delane declared his interest in expanding and becoming a galactic-wide power, it was Sirius who stepped in with the knowledge and funding to establish additional Kumo Council starports. Sirius had no hand in the Thargoid-worshipping Fargod cult, though. Public subscription helped this nutty but harmless sect to build three megaships. One megaship is travelling round human-occupied systems, encouraging systems to sign up to a life of hopeless fatalism. The second megaship will take more pessimistic members of the cult to meet their inevitable fate at the hands of Thargoids. And the third megaship will take hopelessly optimistic Fargod cultists to meet with the Fargod and to be turned into angels. As the Fargod conception of angels is to be a human-Thargoid hybrid, perhaps they should have a word with the scientists at Azimuth. But you can bet the Thargoids won't be pleased to see them. Meanwhile, another witch, Senator Zemina Torval, has split with Mistopolis Mining, the corporation her imperial slaves lived and died for, and has set up what she calls Torval Mistopolis Mining. The significance of this move is yet to become clear. Everything in the galaxy, all the stories and all the players, are intertwined. There are many threads that do not yet have a neat ending. Perhaps they never will. But the galaxy remains dynamic, evolving and exciting to live and die in. Oh, oh, oh.